Hi there, welcome once again to our YouTube channel. My name is Josephine Hill. Kindly remember to subscribe so that you can keep up with our teachings. Thank you so much for joining and as you are here, I pray that God will enlighten our eyes of understanding. I pray that what we are going to study today will be revealed to us. And I also pray that our hearts are ready to hear from this and to receive it and to bear fruit in Jesus' name. So, just a review of what we've been studying. We started by understanding what sin is and what happened to it, which now culminated us to making men now eligible for receiving eternal life. We went ahead to study what salvation is, which is now the receiving of the eternal life. We have studied about mind renewal. I am also expecting to hear from you on your questions and feedback, if any. I'm here to answer you. So today I want us to look at something very unique. I want us to look at two kinds of people, the living soul and the life-giving spirit. I want us to look at the living soul and the life-giving spirit because from the eyes of God, from the perspective of God, you are either a living soul or a life-giving spirit. So as we begin this, let me take you back to Genesis. And I want to show you something. We always talk about this story of creation. And we always remember how God made the creation. I'll read for you just a few verses to show you something. What I want to show you is there are three things that God did as far as the creation is concerned. Let me just use the word creation. God created, God formed, and God gave birth. So I want us to look at each one of them so that we can be able to understand who is a life-giving spirit and who is a living soul. So when it comes to creation, we all know how it happened. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 1. Just a few verses for us to understand how it happened. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So the creation begins. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now that is creation. And if you study along the way, you will see God just keeps saying, God said, God said. So the creation of God was made by him speaking. He spoke the creation into existence. And we remember that the word that God spoke was Jesus. The word that God spoke so as to bring the creation into existence. We come to learn that it is Jesus. Let's look at it in John chapter 1. A very famous verse. I'm sure you've gone through it severally. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So this is the word that was in the beginning with God. So when God was calling the creation into existence. He was calling the manifestation of Jesus. It's Jesus who manifests the creation. Because even John goes ahead to say in verse 3, and, th and things were made through him. Now we are talking about the word. Things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. So we are talking about the creation. God is creating by the power of his words. And we have come to know that this word is Jesus through whom all things are created. Without him, without him, nothing is made that is made. Let's look at the same, the same mind again in, in Colossians. Colossians. I want you to look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. The same mind exactly. It says, 
when, when we are saying for by him, we are talking about Jesus. If you study Colossians from the beginning, you learn it, it says, for by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. All things were created through Jesus and for him. Why? Because Jesus is the word. So in Genesis, when God is calling the creation into existence, Jesus is the word. He's the word that is making the creation into, into manifestation. So now we understand that God created. The creation was done by the words. Amen. So let's go back to Genesis. I show you something else. Now you see, here when we are talking about creation, it is in terms of God speaking. So when God is speaking, they, they, they manifest. They manifest. They manifest. Amen. Now, there is something else that God did. Like I told you, we are looking at three parts. Created, formed, and gave birth. Higher. Now, we have seen about creation. He created by the word. He spoke. So when he spoke something, it existed. It existed into, into his realm, the realm of the word, the realm of the spirit. Because God is spirit and everything that he created is spiritual. It is sourced from the spiritual. It is, it is sustained. It is sourced from the spirit. doesn't mean that it is a spirit itself. It means that it has been created by the spirit, by the word. Now, I want us to measure into man, how man was formed. So we see in Genesis chapter 1, when God is talking about creation and creation, we come back to Genesis 1:27, where it says, let's look at Genesis 1:26, when it says, then God said, now he has created, he has been creating if you study. So he says, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all and the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So now God is, is, is this is the idea of him creating man. And so the 27 says, so God created man. So now man has been created. I want you to pay attention to this word. And he says, we are creating him in our image. And then he goes to specify the image is dominion. So when we say man was created in the image of God, it is in dominion. We will come to see the other image of God later on, the perfect image of God when it, we talk about the giving birth side. So God now has created man. Now I want you to pause for a little while and see. We've been talking about creation. Now this creation is over. Do you see any man? Wait, let me take you to Genesis chapter 2. We are still measuring on man about creation. So we come to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 and sees again God is doing something else. And the Lord God formed man of the dust. Wait, so God started by first creating man. He created man by his words. This man first existed in the realm of God. He was created in the realm of God. He existed. Now we see God taking the second part, God taking the other part of forming him. Now the, he has created the man. He is now forming a body for him. Because for this man to exist on this earth, he needs a body. So God goes to the dust and forms the man. I believe it is literal. So he forms the man. And then now, when God brings the, the, the created one, the man that he spoke and the man that he has formed, he becomes something. Let's see. And the Lord God formed man of the dust, of the ground, 
and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living soul. Other versions say a living being. So you see, the man that created by his word, now he has gone ahead to, to make him from the dust. Now he has combined the body with, now that is the dust with the creation that he had spoken. Now, is, now it is called the breath of life and now the man has become a living soul. So this man who is a living soul has a soul and a body. Praise God. So the living soul is the first man that God created with only a body and a soul. Where we come to learn that the soul is now his mind, his will and his emotions, which is the breath of life. You know, God breathed into his nostrils, into him becoming a soul. So this man is a living soul. This man was Adam. And everyone that is born of Adam is a living soul. Amen. So every human being on this earth right now that is still not born again into Christ is a living soul. And who is a living soul? A living soul is a soul. Is 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 the is is the entity of the soul being put in a body. We have studied together and you have seen so far there is no spirit being mentioned. It is the soul. Even God, even though God is spirit and his creation is done in the spiritual, therefore it is a spiritual process, we are made very clear that this man is a living soul. It is made very clear. God took that which he, he, he breathed his life into the dust that is formed and the man became a living soul. It is very important for us to understand that the first man was a living soul. The first man was a living soul. So in this part we understand that God created the man with his words in his realm. First he created him. Man, this man first existed before he was formed into being a natural man. The man that you can touch and see. Then God formed this man from dust. So this first man, as far as him being created, it ended there. Amen? Now, I want us to come now to the issue of God giving birth. And we know that when this living soul was created, it was in the presence of God. It was in the garden of God, now this man Adam. Yet, he had no the life, the God kind of life. Why? Because when Adam was placed in the garden, there were options for, of trees for him to eat from. But Adam did not eat from the tree of life. The tree of life here is the picture of Christ. That's why Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Christ is the life of God. Christ is eternal life. The spirit of God in you now is eternal life. So because this man has been created only in a living soul, he has no eternal life. That's why Adam died. He had no eternal life. He did not eat from the tree of life. He ate from the other tree that resulted to his death. So Adam, even though he is a living soul, that is he has a soul and a body, in the perspective of God, he has no life. He is actually lifeless. If God's standard or definition for life is Christ, then it means Adam was just a soul. Adam did not have the life of God. But listen, the desire for God was for him to have sons, was for him to have people of his kind, for him to, to, to multiply himself among men. So what did God do again? 
we see now with the coming of Christ and we even learn that Adam was actually a typology of Christ. We see that now with the coming of Christ, with his death, his burial and resurrection, God now gets to give birth to his sons on his own. We studied that in salvation. Amen. And that's why we go back to the conversation between John, between Jesus in John chapter 3. Jesus and Nicodemus. I love this scripture because it is very straightforward. Jesus is just explaining to Nicodemus, you know, you are a teacher of the law and you don't know these things. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Listen, every descendant that came from Adam is flesh. Because Adam was flesh. Adam was a living soul in a body. So whatever that came from Adam is flesh. Then he goes ahead to say, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So whoever is born of God by the hearing of the gospel, by believing in the finished works of Jesus, becomes now a spiritual being. A living soul is a human being that is just existing on his flesh with a soul. So this person is only body and flesh. Actually, is only body and soul. Now, Jesus comes and makes clear, the way you were born from your mother, you were born in, his, in her image. You know, we were born in the image of the flesh because our parents are in the flesh. So we are, we are just flesh. You know, we are just body and the soul, the soul that we received from Adam, the soul that God created in the first creation. So when you are born from your mother, you are born after the flesh. Your mother has no power to give birth to you, to you spiritually. That's why it is even an error when you say, so and so is my spiritual father. They cannot be your spiritual father because only a spirit can sire a spirit. The first man, Adam, was a living soul. He has no power to sire a spirit. For you to be a spiritual being, you must be born again by the word of God, like we said when we were discussing about salvation. So this first man is a living soul. So when you are born from your mother, before salvation, before believing in the gospel, before becoming a son of God, you are just a flesh. You are just, you know, as a living soul walking in a body. You are just flesh, born of the flesh. Your mother is flesh. Your father is flesh. Now, when you become born again, this is what Jesus, Jesus now is saying, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. When you become born again, by the gospel now you become a spiritual being this time now you become a spiritual being with a soul living in a body that's why we say we believers we are more than human we are more than just human beings we are spiritual beings having a human experience it's an error for a human for, for a believer to say i'm just human you know i'm just human i err no you're not just human you are a spiritual being you have gone through the second birth, the new birth. You are now a spiritual being. In your entity, there is the spirit of God. That when you believe the gospel, God sealed your spirit with his. So there is the spirit of God in you. There is your body that you've had, that you came with it from your mother. Then there is your soul. We will have another study and discuss more about the soul. But for now, I want you to understand that the soul is the nature of the person that is not born again. He is a soul. And by the way, the soul is immortal. Have you ever wondered why the Bible says that Jesus was the last Adam? So how did Jesus bear Adam? Because it was the soul of Adam that was upon Jesus, paying for the sin of the world. 
Jesus was the last Adam because he bore Adam. Who was Adam? The soul. The soul is mortal. That's why you, you hear people say, when people die, even though they have not believed in the gospel, they, 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 are, they are waiting for a second death. So what is this entity that is living waiting for the second death? It is the soul. Everything that God created cannot be destroyed. You know, it is immortal. God is immortal. So everything he created, you know, the, the, everything that he created in his image is immortal. The soul is immortal. That's why even in the day of judgment for the non-believers, even though they died and their body have perished and it is in bones, it is said that they will come again to be judged. What will be judged? Their soul because it is immortal. When a man dies, it doesn't end like that. There is a soul. There is a soul of his. It is the body that has died. But then, when a believer, the one that is in Christ, sleeps, we don't even call it death, when he sleeps, even though his body has gone and in, in the sand and it is being corrupted and rotting, he is alive in the spirit of God. He will live forever and ever with Christ. Now that is the beauty of eternal life and that is why even today the only thing God is offering to this world is eternal life. God has given you a soul. God has given you a body through your mother and your father. Now God wants you to choose to receive the spirit to choose to eat from the tree of life, to choose life that is upon you to choose. So there is two, two kinds of men. There is the living soul, then there is the life-giving spirit. Now let us talk about the life-giving spirit. We've come to learn that the life-giving spirit is the person that is born and sired by God, by his incorruptible word. I didn't say created, I said born born sired by god like jesus was born like we were born when we heard the gospel and believed now let me show you something uh, that will make us understand more clearly the difference between the two kinds of men first corinthians chapter 15 i want us to read from from verse 45 very important scriptures here it is very clear 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45 says, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. Other versions say living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So there are two kinds of men here. There is the first Adam who was a living soul. Now the first Adam who was a living soul is a perfect picture of who you are when you are born from your mother before you receive salvation. You are a living soul. You are a person, you know, the personality in you is your soul, and then it is in a body. You are void of the Spirit of God. Now, when you came to salvation, when you believed the, go the gospel, what happened? God gave birth to you. God completed you in Christ. God raised you with Christ. So you became a spiritual being. You became a spirit because God is spirit and is the only one who is the father of spirits. God is spirit and is the only one who can give birth to spirits. And he gives birth to spirit by the gospel, by the incorruptible word of God. So when you heard the gospel and believed, you got born again into a spirit. And it didn't end there. When you, when you, when you existed in the spiritual realm, God sealed your spirit with his. So your spirit and the spirit of God are one. 
there is no separation, there is no difference. The one, the spirit that is alive in you, it is the spirit of God. It is the spirit of Christ. That's why he says Christ in you is your righteousness, your redemption, your sanctification. The fullness of the Godhead in you, there is no longer a boundary between my spirit as Josephine and the spirit of Christ. No, they are intertwined, they are one. He who is joined unto the Lord is one spirit with him. So you are now a spiritual being. In fact, you have died. It is Christ, the spirit of Christ living in you. So now the believer, the life-giving spirit, the person that is born again, the new creation is now a spirit with a soul living in a body. That's why when we were talking about mind renewal, we were talking about us renewing our soul. See, your spirit is perfect, courtesy of it being sealed with the spirit of God, being joined with the spirit of God. So it is the spirit of God in you, it is perfect. But your soul is the same one that was upon Adam. It is the same one that came as a result of him eating from the knowledge of good and evil. Your soul is dirty, it is made dirty with the knowledge of good and evil. So mind renewal is you and clothing your soul and dressing it again with the life of God in the spirit. And then there is your body. Your body is the tent. Your body is a vessel that carries the spirit of God here on earth. Your body is the vessel that carries even the soul. So a man that is born again is a perfect, complete man. Because this man has the spirit of God. This man has the soul. This man has the body. And doesn't end there. A time is coming when your body will be glorified. It will be perfected to be like that of Jesus Christ right now that has been glorified. So there is a difference between a living soul and a life-giving spirit. They are not the same people. You see, there are non-believers among us. I want you to know that we are not in any way the same with them. Maybe just in this body. But there is more difference. Why? Because we are spirit beings. They are still flesh. They are living souls, we are life-giving spirits. They are dead, we are alive. So that's actually, are, that's actually the difference that is in this world. There is no sinner, there is no sin, there is only two kinds of people. There is the person who is alive in Christ, who is now the living, the life-giving spirit. There is a person who is dead outside of Christ because God's standard of life is Christ. So this person is a living soul, the non-believer. Amen? So when you renew your mind and start seeing as God does, you will only see two kinds of people. There is a life-giving spirit. This is the person that is born again with the spirit of God indwelling them. Then there is a living soul. This is a person who is only the body and the soul, not yet received the life of God, which is the spirit. There is no woman, there is no man who is born from their mother's womb with the spirit. There is no flesh that has the power to give birth to spirit. Jesus has already made it clear that that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen. I want us to read a little further. In 1 Corinthians 15 he says, You know, However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural and afterward the spiritual. Of course. Just like Jesus said, that which is born of water and spirit is the one that shall inherit the kingdom of God. First of all, we are born of the flesh, that is the water. And then by faith in the finished works, we are then born again of the spiritual. So you existed first naturally. You existed first as a living soul. When you hear the gospel and believe, that's when you move from death to life, from darkness to light, from just a mere soul to a life-giving spirit. 
listen again the first man was of the earth made of the dust the second man is the lord from heaven so just as we all partook from the first man made from the dust by faith when we believe the gospel now we are partaking of the second man who came from heaven that's why a living soul is only made of dust that's why when they die the, the, their memory is forgotten of them their body will rot the, the, that is the end of them in fact a second death awaits them for their soul but now when a believer sleeps even though the body is expired even though the body is dead even though they are away from this body they are in the presence of Christ they live eternally and it is very clear on the glorification their body will be perfected it will be as that of Christ incorruptible because they died or they slept with the incorruptible seed that's why i always say as a as as a, as a person the worst thing you can do is to die just a mere man to die just to die just as a mere mortal because when you die as a mere man there is no hope of resurrection for you but when you die as a life giving spirit or when you sleep in Christ there is hope that you shall resurrect do you know why the reason why Jesus resurrected even though he died for 3 days because Jesus was the word of god because Jesus was a man born of the seed of god the seed that is incorruptible the seed that cannot die that's why no matter how long they could put jesus in the tomb he had to resurrect again whoever is born of the word must resurrect cannot die you must live forever and ever because the word of god is eternal the word of god is incorruptible jesus said all things will pass away except the word the only security you can gather for yourself you know the way we say oh, let me take a life insurance let me take this kind of insurance let me tell you my friend the best insurance you can gather for yourself is eternal life it is christ even if a time comes and your body gives up and you decide i'm dying i'm sleeping there is hope for you there is hope that you are in, you are alive in the presence of the lord jesus christ there is hope that you shall be glorified there is hope that you are with god there is hope that you are one with god never to be separated but when you die as a living soul without the spirit who gives life to our mortal body then it means you will be forgotten it is over and the second death for your soul awaits you amen let us continue and see some more then he says as was the man of dust this is 48 so also are those who are made of the dust and as is the heavenly man so also are those who are heavenly so simple a living soul is just a man as adam was the only image of god they have is in terms of dominion have you ever asked yourself why men are so creative you cannot compare the the, the iq of men with that of animals men are so creative men are coming with all kinds of inventions the person who invented invented facebook is not even a believer the people who are coming with all this kind of wonderful in, you know techniques they are not believers they are men why because god has given dominion to men god has made their mind higher than that of the animals it was adam who named all animals never forget and that this adam had not ate from the tree of life so men the dominion that men has the dominion that the living soul has is in terms of dominion they dominate the earth look at every invention look at every good thing that you see it is coming from a mind and most of them are minds which are who have not received christ 
And then he goes ahead to say, yet, let, let me read it again. So, 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 and, and as it is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. So when you receive Christ, you become as he is. Just as you were as Adam was, now you are as Christ is. Perfect. Just as a living soul is as Adam was, you are as Christ is perfect, heavenly. You are endowed with the mind of Christ. You are endowed with the wisdom of God. You are endowed with the power of God. And this power is in the gospel. This power is in the mind renewal. This power is in the word of God that is alive. You know, most times people like to use, you remember in the story of Job, in the story of Job, when Job was going through a difficult time, we see his friends coming over, you know, to, to encourage him. And we learn that these friends are actually speaking more foolish things than Job was. And there was one of Job's friend. I can't remember the scripture. It is probably in Job chapter 40 or Job chapter 38. There is one of the friends who mentions the spirit. You know, he says the spirit of the man. Let me see if we can find the scripture. You know, most times I get questions from people about the instance of Job. It's in Job chapter 32, verse 38, verse, verse 8. Like you remember that time that Job was going through a difficult time. So his friends came to, you know, to, to, to have empathy on him. Then there's this friend who is called Elihu. It was Elihu who was speaking. And in verse 8 he says, But there is a spirit in man. And the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. Now, because of these words of Elihu, and I believe quite a number of instances where, where people see that the word spirit is written and then therefore believe that a person, a human being, is, is, you know, has the body, the soul, and the spirit right from their mother's womb. But I want you to remember that this is Elihu speaking. These are people who represented God big time. That if you look at... Job chapter 38, it's God now who comes to correct them. Actually, God says, who are these people speaking foolish things? You cannot take the wisdom of Job or the wisdom of Elihu to summarize God. But Jesus made it clear when he said, that is born of the spirit is spirit, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. So the spirit that Elihu was talking about here is the soul. They didn't have a perfect knowledge that we do. The, the mysteries of God, they were hidden from them. But to us, they've been made clear. They have been made known. So the, the spirit that Elihu is talking about here is just the soul. There is no man who comes from the mother's womb with the spirit. Your mother has no power to give birth to a spirit, neither your father. The spirit can only be birthed by the spirit. That's why God is called the father of all spirits. When you come from your mother's womb, you are born a living soul until you hear the gospel and believe and then you become a life-giving spirit. The spirit gives life. The spirit is of God. Amen. You receive the spirit by faith in the finished works. So a born again man is a man who has the spirit of God in them. They have their soul which they are renewing day to day because as he said, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world as they are renewing their souls and walking into the perfect and acceptable will of God. They are now manifesting it in their body. A living soul is a person who just has their soul and their body. They lack the life of God. That's why they are dead. And you, you are alive. That's why they're in darkness and you are in light. 
there is a very big difference between a living soul and a life-giving spirit. When you say that all men have spirit, then you are saying there is no need for salvation because salvation is man receiving the spirit. When man receives the spirit, he receives eternal life. So there is no way you came with eternal life from your mother's womb. Eternal life is what you receive by faith in Jesus Christ. Eternal life is the Christ in you. Eternal life is the spirit of God in you. The spirit of life, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of righteousness. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So there is a very clear difference between the living soul and the life-giving spirit. Kindly, let us get this. If there will be any question about this teaching, kindly write to me so that we can discuss. I think for now we will end there. I hope you understand. I hope you grasp this. I pray that the Holy Spirit will even bear witness in your heart and make you understand even more for you to know that there is a difference between a living soul and the life-giving spirit. And as a life-giving spirit, as a man that is born again, just like the name suggests, you are a life-giving spirit. Your words are life. Your actions are life. Everything concerning you is giving life to those people around you. And this is only possible if you renew your mind and walk in the newness of life. Amen. So that's it for today. Kindly remember to subscribe to our channel. You can share this teaching with your friends and feel free to ask questions. My name is Josephine Hill. There is a Facebook page, Josephine Hill. There is another Josephine Hill Ministries. And there is also my number for you on WhatsApp. Mostly, I usually love to communicate through WhatsApp. So you are welcome. You are blessed and you are loved. Thank you.